All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news for January 28th. I'm sorry, January 29th, 2024. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 415. Uh, my name is David Cosmeter. I'm the creator of timingresearch.com, and you should be seeing my charts right now. And today I have arranged for uh, the option professor to be back to moderate and for Norman Hallett of thedisciplinetrader.com to be with us. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the option professor. Okay, great. Thanks everybody for being here. We got a bright early Monday morning and we got a full week ahead. We got 40% uh, of the market cap of the S&P reporting this week. That sounds enormous to me. Wow. And then of course you've got the Fed meeting and then you've got the jobs report. So Never a dull moment here in Investorville. Uh, and uh, with us uh, is uh, Norman Hallett, who um, has been in the markets for a long time, is very knowledgeable on the markets. He's going to share his views. And he also does quite a bit of work with people who are preparing to uh, try to get a funded account. He's going to explain how he can help you in that regard, too. But before we get started, Norm, a background on yourself and a little bit about what you're up to. I appreciate that. Um, and, and thank you. I, I actually I just started a rowing class this morning. I think if, if there's mm. a best thing I can tell a trader, it's, it's get some exercise in the morning, get those juices flowing and uh, and, uh, and get to work. I, I, I know for me, I'm a morning person. In any event, I I, um, I started out in the option business um, and um, I actually ran one of the largest option firms in the country back in the uh, in, in the 1980s. And uh, left them in 1988, joined Payne Weber and did some things for them in the stock area. And I was a commodity specialist for them. In any event, uh, but really the last 20 years that I've spent in the market is, has been focused on two things. One, helping traders construct trading plans that, that work for them rather than trying to change your mindset and, um, uh, and, and, um, and, and, and fit into a trading plan. You can do some things in trading plans that you can... Uh, help um, match who you are. The other part is the, the the other concentration has is really in the mindset area where you do change the way you think through working with your subconscious mind, which is a fairy tale to some people, but it's now become science. So um, you know, I I just believe that the ninety percent of traders who are not successful are are not in sync with the importance of of training the mental part as well as the uh, most of them have pretty good trading plans, ones that will work to whatever degree or not, but would be in the green and not the red. And yet the red is caused by the inability to, to run that plan. So I'm, I always have the no matter when I'm when I'm building trading plans or offering trading plans, I'm I'm constantly referring in my mind to how can this help or hurt uh, a trader who's trying to follow it from a mental and emotional standpoint. So I think that once you try to separate those two, that's when traders get in trouble, let alone those that have the absence of, of, uh, of any um, uh, work in, in the mental part. So, and, and I, I think traders are starting to realize it, uh, Jim, because the, um, uh, I did a, a webinar earlier this week on, and actually on Saturday called the psychology of prop trading. And it was very, very well attended. So I think that those people, even though that in prop trading, you can, um, you know, that you, you trade somebody else's money and get the 90% of the profit. It sounds great, but uh, you're paying fees along the way to uh, to help that structure. Uh, but still, 90% are not being successful, even though you would think that the, the stress level would be down losing somebody else's money instead of your own. 
so, you know, there's a lot of, uh, so the psychology never leaves. And I was very, yeah. very pleased to see that, that those were, so that, that's what I'm about. And, and, um, um, and I'm, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about um, how you can help the people with the funded account. And of course, the psychology of trading. I mean, you know, that's uh, what it's all about. Doesn't surprise me. The people that are going with funded accounts, you know, they're obviously very, very uh, invested in trying to get those uh, levels passed so they can get funded. So there's pressure there. And then, of course, without the uh, disciplined approach, you know, they may uh, just be, uh, you know, getting very emotional because also they are, like you say, paying some fees to play the game. So bottom line is, is uh, it'd be nice to come up with some methodology that could help them. Uh, let's get into these markets a little bit. And I'm going to, you know, let's try to rotate around stuff because there's things going on on many different fronts right now. And so uh, right now we got the stock market up there. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you feel, Norm, but my feeling is, is that where the S&P goes is also where the NASDAQ and the Russell go. They just go at different speeds. So in other words, I don't think we're going to see a, a rally in the S&P while you're not going to get anything out of the other guys, nor do I think if the S&P had a correction, those guys would be immune. So uh, let's focus on the S&P because it is the big kahuna. And uh, what do you see here on this S&P? Uh, well, I, I agree with you. I mean, just from a mass standpoint, you've got 500 players in the S&P. You've got yeah. you know many more in the NASDAQ and, and, and less in the... So, you know, it's a good mean to take a look at. I like that wider view a little bit more, um, if, you, if I can just take a look at that. I mean, look at this chart. I, I was looking at it today before we started uh, because I sometimes I don't pull back enough. But this is... I, I have not seen a more classic bull chart than what I'm looking at here. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? So starting yeah. from uh, the first low that you see on the left with that first run to the peak right in the middle of, of our screen there, uh, followed by a beautiful wave down that corrected, looks to me about just below 50%, somewhere probably in that Fibonacci uh, 6-1 type range. And now another move up, breaking the old high, and an, another flowing, rolling uh, move to its current position. Um, I I don't see anything really here but a continuation. Yeah. I mean, clearly, that's the way it is. Now, the only thing that changes things is when things change. And uh, the reason everyone stampeded, obviously, the first thing is, is the Fed was talking about cutting rates. The second thing is obviously it was pretty clear we were getting moderation in the inflation. And then the economy with the GDP was up 50% uh, more than they thought. So you have a strong economy, you got a moderating inflation, and you got a Fed that's supposed to be cutting. Those are the three prongs on the stool, I think, or the three legs. Uh, are any of those legs vulnerable that would change the tune uh, after we go through earnings season? Because, you know, obviously they're also plowing in because they think the earnings are going to be good. So after earnings season, any of those three legs uh, vulnerable, you think? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think it's a good analysis. I mean, in general, um, you know, it, it's been, listen, when you, all these earnings coming up, that, that's looking in the past and, 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 and that's good. I mean, you, you build the future on the, on, the, on the shoulders of the past, but what's going, what's, what looks like it's about to happen, what, what's formulating is the fact that we're, I mean, we have strong jobs and a, and a strong economy, and yet we're, we're, we are taming inflation pretty darn well. I think the Fed, although they came to the party late, I think they're doing a heck of a job controlling it from here. And looking ahead, to me, it just seems that we, we will start some rate cuts, whether it starts in, in March or in April or in, or in June. But, but 
easy money just means a higher M1, more money available for growth. Uh, at the same time, um, you know, that's all, all of that is, is, is good. I mean, it's, it's good for growth. It's good for profit. I, I just, I just see a very, I see a very, I see a better year than most, um, most of the pundits that I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, you know, most pundits are, are looking at, you know, four to six to eight percent. I think we could be in that 10 to 12 percent year or even better. I mean, I'm very, very positive on on what's going on. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more concerned with the world events. Yeah, uh, right. Which is a wild card, this. right? Is a wild you know, card. Yeah. That, that would be upsetting. I, I don't like getting into as many wars as we seem to be fingering into. And I think that, you know, that could, but, you know, that's going to help the, the defense stocks and it's going to help energy and it's going to help certain sectors of the market. So I think that your initial thought about looking at certain sectors is really where uh, stock equity traders should be spending their time, you know. Yeah. Um, because uh, plowing into um, the um, AI trade at this point, you know, probably has a little bit more uh, risk to it than many people may think because you know i was watching i read about uh, microsoft you know they um are not making money on ai so you know this ai uh generative ai generating profits and stuff that's still kind of a theory as opposed to a reality right now yeah i so, mean I, I i just think that you know this may not be the perfect comparison but i look at when you have something so revolutionary that that is introduced to the market that that has um, you know, investment potential behind it. Bitcoin is, is something that came out that was doubted, that was controversial, that, and now it's finally being at, at the point where it's starting to be accepted. The charts are starting to kind of normalize a little bit and it's a little bit easier to analyze. However, uh, at the same time, um, I'm, I'm looking at the AI situation as, as something very similar, very new here, very, um, uh, you know, very confusing. I mean, look at what's going on with the, uh, they had Biden's voice on a, uh, on a, uh, for these primaries, uh, telling people not to vote. The misuse will, yeah. will encourage doubt in, in AI and in contr encourage control in AI and therefore, um, you know, a setback in, in some of these, um, you know, valuations because of AI. But eventually it is, it is the thing. And eventually yeah. it'll be but eventually out, but it's a pretty big word sometimes, especially when they bid something up to like uh, $700 a share almost, or they like Microsoft is very interesting. You want to look at Microsoft MSFT up there because um, their stock is trading at uh, about a 20% premium on the valuation than normal. And uh, there's some interesting stat. Uh, if you put five grand into Microsoft when it came out in 1986, mm -hmm. it's worth 20 million today. But oh. if you had bought Microsoft in 1999 when it was highly valuated, it mm -hmm. took you 10 years to get your money back. So that's yeah. a, that's kind of a, a two, you know, that gives you two stories on on the same stock a little bit. You know what I mean? It's it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a timing thing. I want to ask you about uh, you know you're, you 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 uh, zoom in on on the equities. I'm more of a commodity guy, but I you know yeah. I have well, stocks because of yeah. uh, retirement. But what why why has Microsoft been such a steady player? Is it the management compared to say something like, I mean, not saying uh, Apple is not a steady pl player and I know they have their, you know, their. Yeah, but they, they, the, Apple doesn't have the kind of profits these guys have. These guys have a lot of profits um, and they have a lot of growth because they have that thing called Azure. 
And that is cloud computing, which you can eliminate employees, which means you're going to save money and it can do a lot of things for you. And their partner in that is that Amazon AWS, and they are taking market share and market share away from AWS because their spiel is that they're a software company. And then there's a lot of other things they can provide that Amazon can't. I see. And so basically, they that's where they're making their money. And that is a highly profitable business. And that's why the stock has really gone up. Now, of course, it got the big kicker because everyone goes nuts with this uh, AI. But, um, you know, that might be providing a premium to it that may not last. You know, that's the thing. In other words, great company. Uh, obviously, valuation is quite high. Obviously, a lot of uh, enthusiasm about AI. And so maybe if that quells off a little bit, you see the blue line is uh, quite a bit underneath it. And so it could be a situation where a reversion to the mean is not off the table. Maybe not tomorrow, but, you know, maybe by the uh, March time frame or something like that. Yeah, that's a nice looking Because, shot. you know, once they, once they announce these earnings, you're going to need new fuel for the fire to keep it going. And once the earnings are behind you, sometimes there's a lull because you run out of news. If you run out of news, people have a lot of gains here. And uh, if they want to take some gains, you know, a reversion to the mean, that would be more the high probable time. But there's no moving averages pointing down on these things. So, you know, anybody who's trying to just step in front of a freight train, you know, they're probably going to get it in the head. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just looking at it. It's, you know, how, how beautifully it's run. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 200 has maintained its uh, its bottom. The You know, when you ever have, when you peak below the 50 like this, that blue line, uh, you get some beautiful buy signals as soon as it uh, crosses. So really like, uh, really uh, like. And you know, the, RSI the, is, the RSI is scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, they could uh, produce records on this thing. And I think yeah. one of the reasons you're probably positive also is, as you know, there's a lot of people still in money market and they can't just let this thing go to ad infinitum without getting in. I, I do want to mention something about RSI that I think people tend to um, misinterpret. And and that is that um, because in, because we're over, some some believe over 70, some like, like to see it overboard over 80 in the RSI. But whenever you're over in those levels, you know, the, the first thing that comes up is it's is, is that uh, this thing is overbought. And let's look for a signal to short the market uh, to, to correct that, in, that that enthusiasm. But many times, as it did previous to this level, where it is right now at the 80 yeah. level, uh, it did it before, but look at the look at the movement. Yeah, um, uh, it maintained it. It really doesn't necessarily mean we're about to take a big movement down. A mm -hmm. lot of the time, it means that uh, just an equal amount of time. It means that we have a very strong market, and it, it, it's just going to continue to either accumulate sideways in that strength and then move higher, which it did, yeah. or it, it'll just keep going higher. But a high RSI doesn't mean that it's about to break. You have to wait for the for the for the signal. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't uh, touch this thing on the sell side until some of my uh, moving averages were rolling over and the and pointing down. Because if it does have a correction, there's plenty of real estate underneath. You don't have to be the first guy to sell it. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? In other words, you know, and if you do sell it, you'd like to have a crowd behind you and not be the only guy in the room selling it. You know what I mean? Right. But these are beautiful charts. I mean, yeah, uh yeah. And uh, they have earnings coming out this week, so uh, we'll have a lot better clarity on things. But uh, I thought it was very interesting when I was watching Bloomberg and they were actually talking about AI and the generative AI and how much money they're going to create off of this thing. And the reality is, is that nothing is coming in at all. So that's, that hit me kind of like Bitcoin running up. 
you know, when Bitcoin like Riot and Mara and Coinbase, they had such big moves going into the ETF. It was right. just classic uh, buy the rumor, sell the fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, as I said, the, you know, when anything uh, is dramatic, I mean, there was a two dramatic uh, shifts in financial um, perspectives uh, when you're looking at, at Bitcoin being a, you know, an unregulated uh, worldwide asset mm -hmm. uh, bank uh, categorized and controlled in a way that most people don't understand. Uh, and I'm not sure I fully understand it. Exactly. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, mining, you, you, but you know, this, there are drawbacks to everything, the energy that it takes to, um, uh, you know, the, the, the energy takes to, to mine these Bitcoin, uh, you know, they're being thrown out of certain locations because they're, you know, the energy use is just too great. Right. Uh, so, you know, there are, it's almost like electric cars also. I mean, electric cars are going to be the thing. I just got myself an I Ionic 6. Okay. Uh, the Hyundai Ionic 6. What uh -huh. a car. Great. I mean, they've, they've really done, it's got 360 miles. Uh, I can go on one charge. Um, I, I kind of think what they should have done, though, to get the people engaged is uh, start out with hybrids and then morph into the totally electric. Because then they wouldn't have to deal with all of this. There's no stations around, yeah, and in the yeah. cold weather, you can't do it. In other words, you you could have got them going on, uh, you know, half and half milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> then then moved them into milk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you learn to figure that out. Actually, the market is taking is, is is going back. There's a lot of softness in in the in the electric car, and they're going back to some of these, uh, you know, the combo cars where. Uh, where you use both, but you can, you know, my co my compensation has been that, you know, my wife has a, a Lincoln Continental, you know, she loves a big car. Right. And, uh, and so when we need a car with, with the mileage, uh, I mean, I go seven, six, seven thousand miles a year. Right. So, um, you know, it doesn't take me long and I fill up at the dealership right around the block for nothing, you know. Right. Uh, and it takes me an hour to, to go from um, whatever, 20 to 80. But uh, I'm, I'm learning, but I can see where it's a headache. But, you know, uh, but I, I think what we're talking about is everything needs needs to be mature. Right. And and, um, you know, uh, certainly things like Bitcoin is in the in the in the um, uh, more mature phase. Um, and this AI is just starting out. So there's going to be a lot of volatility. Uh, I think that you have to have a piece in there. You have to have a finger in the market. Yeah. Anybody that uh, that doesn't have one or two or three percent. A buy and hold for for the you know, for the leaders in that area are are probably going to miss the boat on some of the big returns, uh, you know, over the next five or ten years. Um, but you know, you have to. Where where would you go, um, Jim, when it comes to the um, if you had one or two plays to hold long term in the AI movement, where where would you be? Well, I mean, I think uh, you know the. Uh uh, AMD is probably a better value than NVIDIA from the standpoint of, and they are, um, they are the alternative right now. Uh, but again, all of this stuff, you know, I mean, I'm a reversion to the mean guy. So not at gunpoint would I buy any of this stuff because, you know, you're supposed to have bought it, you know, uh, uh, two months ago, three months ago. So your periscope should be on stuff that's going to happen, not stuff that just happened. You know what I mean? This is a great way to lose a lot of money, not unlike, uh, you know, uh, running into Coinbase and Mara and Riot uh, going into the uh, uh, and MicroStrategy, running into the ETF. So, well, you just I mean, like I say, it, th these things can keep going. I mean, like, you know, I wouldn't be buying Lily up here. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, I don't like to provide liquidity for the smart people who bought at the right time. You know what I mean? <laughs>
Well, you just gave the best example in t- of timing in, in Microsoft. So yep. I think that, um, you know, I think people should be listening to you about that. And not me. Well, and like I say, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow because it's not happening tomorrow because none of my indicators are pointing down. But believe me, I'm waiting for them to point down because I think the elevator, when it does roll over, there'll be plenty of people who want to get on. Why? Because everyone's got the long side going. Everyone's plowed into the long side. There's plenty of, and who's been selling? You know, you're in the, you're, you're a veteran guy. Now, anytime you get a market like Lilly or uh, NVIDIA or what we're seeing here, somebody's on the sell side. Now, do you think it's the public or do you think it's market makers? Okay, well, let's assume it's market makers. Do you think market makers are trying to give the price away at the best price possible? Or do you think they're trying to take all the volume, all the liquidity in at a very high price, knowing fully well that at some point, Gravity comes back in and they'll get their money back when it drops. That's my view. Well, you're seeing the fight right there in the last, uh, I mean, not only are we, are we looking at small day ranges in the last two weeks, yeah. but we're looking at a, an unusual um, doji series almost, spinners and dojis without any distance between the, the open and close in the last seven or eight trading days. I mean, something is going to some some decision is going to be. This is indecision. What you're saying, yeah. And, um, and but it's also not a it's also not a uh, downtrend. So I have no interest in stepping in front of freight trains. It's not necessary. There's five thousand stocks out there. I don't have to be in these. And so the bottom line. But I do notice that they are extended, and I do notice that if they start running out of steam up here, like their relative strain starts lagging and all that kind of stuff, and you get a turnover and a moving average, you bet I'll take a shot. But uh, that uh, you have to be patient, you know, because if you're not patient, you're going to get run over by the steam train. You know? Yeah, this is just strong runs here. I mean, uh, even if you took away the blue line and trying to make a case for some sort of topping action, you couldn't do a very good job with, with that recent breakout. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, let's turn over to some commodities here because I've done very well lately with uh, these energy shares. Uh, why don't we look at uh, something like Schlumberger, SLB? You had a, uh, energy went down to 67, 70 bucks uh, a barrel. And I thought it was a pretty obvious turn. SLB for Schlumberger. And, uh, you know, you see got a double low there, but look at that RSI. So I take my shot down there and, you know, options with a week to go or something, they don't cost squat. And you get a pop like that. You get some real action on those options. So, um, you know, obviously now it's running into some problems, but, uh, you know, I'm on the Alumni Association now anyway. Yeah, is that, um, I'm looking at, is that still the 250 I'm looking at? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean. Um, <laughs> but I thought that was a big divergence, so that's why I took a shot. Because, you know, call options when it's at those lows uh, with a week and a half to go, they don't cost very much. You know what I mean? Like, say the stock is at... Uh, 49 bucks and you buy a 50 call or a 50 50 call for a buck it jumps up to 53 that thing's going to get a lot of action on it yeah i wish hema was with us hema hema ready out there if uh, anybody ever wants to somebody knows what they're doing with the rsi i, I know that i quote her all the time but yeah. um she would have uh she, i'd like to hear her opinion on this i i think that you know the rsi when i'm well, I'm looking at the performance between the spy and and, uh, and Schlumberger, and of which there needs to be some catching up here. Also, and it looks like the time maybe now 
you well, know, like I say, that's why this is one to monitor now because right now it's running into some resistance, and also oil ran into some resistance around seventy-eight bucks a barrel. So, you know, right. again, uh, the game at seventy is different than seventy-eight. The game on Slumberger at forty-nine is different than at fifty-three. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and look, it's it's just bottomed right at the right at that accumulation back in June, July, mm-hmm. which is really perfect uh, yeah. to be anticipating. Uh, a flip back up of uh, 50 over the nine uh, uh, over the 200 so that you can get you know some distance out of it to that old high uh, that, that was achieved back in September and October so i think this is probably a good play here but you know you have to be patient because yeah. um uh because especially with 40% of the <laughs> earnings coming out in the next couple of weeks so. exactly what about halliburton that's another uh, energy servicer and uh, it was pretty much the same movie as you can see, another divergence there at the bottom and a nice pop, right? Yeah. You know, those hooks can straighten out if you don't watch it. But uh, if no, you're uh, trading on short term options, though, this is the kind of stuff that can be very helpful. Very similar chart. Yeah. Because um, these, these short, like when you're taking the other side of what everybody's been doing, because you can see some kind of a reason for a turn, the options are extremely low, which means what? Your cash out of pocket is not bad. And if you lose it, you lose it. But if it does pop, those options have a lot of ability to expand in value. And uh, that's if you look at the volume on short-term options, it's enormous. And that's why people are playing this game, because you get leverage, limited risk. You know what you're going to lose. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you know, if you buy uh, 10 options for, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, I don't know, 10 options for, um, you know, uh, 500 bucks or whatever, you know, uh, you know, and they move. Uh, you can get some pretty good action. There were good action on, um, uh, what do you call it last week? Uh, put options on um, Apple. Uh, yeah. Apple was trading above 195 and the options that expired on Friday went down to 50 cents. By the time they went home on Friday, they were 250 or something like that. Yeah, so just a lot of markets accumulating. You know, can we take a look um, at uh, Freeport? I want, I want to take a look. No, at- believe me, I, I'm uh, I'm uh, involved with that too. FCX. Yeah, the copper. I, I want copper to- and gold right now. I, I you know, if they, like you say, if they're going to pump up the money supply, if they're going to expand money and credit, it can't be unhelpful to these things. So I definitely am uh, I am um, on this one too. Yeah. I mean, copper has the ability to to. I mean, look at look at this this uh, mm-hmm. swinging sideways action. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the over this period of time, what is this a year? Um, and you know, uh, with with the freeing up of of M one and the uh, you know when, when interest when when the perception of interest rates um, start to become reality, yeah. uh, you know. Plus, uh, you know, there's been a lot a lot of the money that's been appropriated uh, uh, with Biden's bill, the Build Back Better. Uh, exactly. A lot of that money hasn't been spent. A lot of that is, right. is still being appropriated. And when when this thing, you know, copper is could very well be. Uh, one of the biggest movers in the next couple of years. So I, I, I think I certainly we want the, the copper market. Um, um, maybe later I'll ch- share the chart. Uh, but the um, you know that that market is is looks to me like. Listen, when a market goes sideways, uh, I, I've mentioned this before. We used to take a, a a compass and and put the pin on one side and and the pencil back on where the accumulation started, and then we'd leave the pin where it is and spin it up. It gives you a potential of what the breakout capacity is on some of these things. And when mm-hmm. I see this kind of a, a rolling year where you, we've got um, uh, where, where we're strictly within, you know, bounds that, you know, they're very consistent like this. Um, when you get the breakout 
these things, these are the kinds of things that make people rich. So, um, you know, but you got to anticipate it. You got to kind of put it all together and be watching for it. So I know that you're a big, you're, you're always, um, always on well, top. Well, I mean, this thing is intriguing as a strangle to me, possibly, because, I, you know, uh, the options are fairly inexpensive and you could build a case breaking either way. So, you know, if you can uh, do both sides, you can and, and you get a lot of volatility. You mm -hmm. can be wrong on one side and still come out net ahead. So this uh, this kind of stuff, uh, you know, uh, uh, Newmont Mining, NEM, you want to look at that one too. Um, you know, uh, they still trade Ameri they still trade American South African. Does ASA still have stock? I don't know. No, no, no. This is your game. If you want to be in the Cadillac of gold stocks, this, this is, is Newmont the, now. Yeah. yeah, this is the uh, the big Kahuna of gold stocks. And so you can see it's flat on its butt here, and the call and put premiums are very, very low. So if you believe that there could be a significant move coming, uh, investigating a strangle where you buy calls and puts at the same time is not a terrible thought. Yeah, and well, you can I mean, see why, that, that, that RSI is that RSI diverging a little bit, a little bit down there, maybe. There it is. I mean, you've always so got your eyes mean, down there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you, you look, I mean, you're, you're working against a potential triple bottom kind of thing. And, you know, if you even go, those people could say, uh, you know, head and shoulders bottom, uh, you know, you can, if you look at a chart long enough, you'll pretty much see everything. But, uh, but I, I, you know, this, what, what surprises me, which what I believe why, why, why Newmont could really have a pop looking at this chart is, is the fact that the gold chart looks much better. And, um, you know, when when you have that kind of divergence between the gold and I mean, this has a it, it's also kind of sideways, but it has an up um, it has an up feel to it as opposed to Newmont, which has which is was markedly lower. So yeah, I mean, the problem with Numa, uh, I mean, uh, Freeport could be that uh, if the economy is really going to slow and if the higher interest rates are going to cause, and the inverted yield curve is ever going to cause a slowdown, which uh, has not happened, uh, then obviously the copper could get whacked from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, gold is. I, I'm surprised that gold has has been capped like this. But when you you know when you have interest rates going up to fend off inflation and prices are high, uh, gold doesn't move. Gold gold goes sideways really to yeah. lower. But then when they start easing again, money supply comes out. The prices don't go down <laughs> in the grocery store. Um, they just stop going up as much, but but the feel is there, and that's when consumers really start to uh, to, to pile on the gold. So I, I think you know I think all the metals is a, finally an area where people can really start watching. Silver looks good too. I mean, you've always got to yeah. Let's put the silver up there, like on a, a Pan America Silver P A A S, because that is one of the uh, ones that really get going. You'll notice it came. It's about half price, so you know. That was uh, that's what confuses people in the metals business. I have some people who are in the metals business, uh, gold and silver, and they are a little surprised how poorly the mining shares look compared to the silver and gold, which are still at fairly elevated prices. I'm one of them. I mean, yeah. look at that chart. This is not a this is this is a chart that needs to be uh, uh, yeah. feared. Almost. Yeah. I yeah. mean. Uh, um, you know, they, but I'm sure the SLV doesn't look much better. I mean, it's going to, you know, because this is one of the main components or one of the components of it anyway. So, you know, the light blue line now is, uh, is S is, uh, SLV. Oh, the light blue line is actually silver. Uh, sil silver. Yeah. Yeah. So, this, this light, this one right here is, well, is it above, uh, can you put it where the moving averages are on it? So we can see, uh, you know, are they above the moving averages on SLV? Cause I, I would doubt it is, but you never know. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I can add 
moving averages. But I can switch over to yeah, just switch over to it. Yeah. Switch over. Let's see. Because that that chart looks fabulous. But yeah, this one's running into uh, resistance here. It looks better in PAS, that's for sure. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, listen, uh, gold, uh, gold and silver have been you know, listen, they've been lackluster, and and when that happens, these you see the sag that you're seeing in these uh, mining stocks. Um, but um, you know, this is a building up of of potential. Um, but but as you say in the strangle, which way it starts off is going to be uh, could be could be taken advantage of in that with that res with that response. You know. Yep. Um, with regards to um, the um, uh, currencies, I know you like to watch those, and I was wondering, does that Japanese yen look like it's anything for you? You know, the Japanese yen is is in a place where I think it wants to start to um, head lower again. You know, it, it tried to turn higher, and it, it it looks to me like it's rolling over. Um, but, uh, you know, still in a sideways pattern. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah, the future's the first one, JP1. That must be the day. Well, that's not right. Um, how's that? Yeah, you can see you, see, you can see where it gave it a college try. Um, and then, um, and then rolled over. Um, but, uh, you know, listen, the Japanese economy is something that is, you know, it's been stagnant for decades, but they're making changes. And, and I think, you know, the, mar the market is trying to, figure out whether it's going to work to to make them a little bit stronger of a currency but um you know when your economy is stagnant like that you can't have too you, you don't want to you don't want your currency to be too strong because then it costs uh, more money to buy stuff and so uh there it i mean from us at least but uh, with the big buyers but yeah i mean look at that the uh, market is you know this this is not a good looking chart although it looks like it may be bottoming so there's a lot of things to be to be looking at i think we're i think what, what we can take out of this particular period of time is that um it, it's it's really a wait and see for your triggers it's really defining your trading plan and deciding you know at what points you're going to take action uh either in continuation of all of this or or not i mean when it broke back below that uh below the 200 moving average after breaking it uh, when you had those three, they used to call those three sisters, those three uh, red lines, right? The, the, do you see what I'm talking? Can you point to those? The three red bars. Yeah, the, the, uh, not those. Oh. Uh, the I, ones, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the ones above it, uh, the first three. Oh, yeah, those yeah. three yeah. that go through the, you know, and then continued by the three red bars. I, I would be looking for lower. The three sisters are very, very um, they're very telling. And, and that right in between the three sisters, is really our loaded gun, uh, our, our most popular trading plan, uh, short right there, that that hesitation right there, and, and then the movement through the 50. In this particular case, uh, we use different averages in the short term, but that's a very strong uh, signal on the short side, followed by three sisters. Uh, the only thing that limits the potential here is would be the, um, the, the, the resistance or the support uh, back of what happened back in November. Um, you know, you, you're going to have to, and that looks like we're doing the top of that area right now, the top of that range. But, you know, this is a weak market and, um, you know, the, the Japanese are, are very slow to change. And um, so, you know, I'm, well, I will I, tell you this, as far as my two cents on this would be is, is that that RSI looks like it's building, not deteriorating. And on, and by April, there is some talk that they will start abandoning the yield curve control, which has come and gone as far as its purpose is concerned. And so basically, if that were to occur, and if you look at the long-term chart, this thing has lost half of its value. So a change of in the yield curve control and a building up of RSI down here a little bit 
It yeah. could be a, it could be a correlation to at least a uh, reversion to the mean rally towards blue or gold. Yeah, you know that that's the that's the other side. I I when I take a look at a, uh, a kind of a when you see an RSI like that coming off the bottom, um, but the price is not responding. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't look good. Is there a shorter term chart that might like a monthly that might give you an idea that there's a turn happening? Because obviously, when these longer term charts uh, turn, you know it's not exactly the first signal you get. Yeah, that's a little nicer, although I don't like today's action. Is that today's action? Oh, yeah, today's right down again. Um, but, um, you know. Well, like, you know, it's a downtrend. It's a terrible market. I mean, it's obviously a market that's collapsed in value. They're not complaining. Their stock market finally got back to the 1990 levels above 30,000. They actually have some inflation and their stock market is doing well. So apparently uh, the currency uh, losing half its value has been very good for these guys because they're an exporting economy, I guess. There's only one real strong recommendation that I would have, and that's take a trip to Japan and bring your cash. Bring your yeah, money. exactly. That would be the thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only move I would make right now, I think, besides yeah. <laughs> staying short. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm always looking on. Um, you know, I've I've learned that the trend. You know, they say the trend is your friend. I mean, the trend is the the trend is where you should be until until the trend changes. Um, uh, and it's the it's, and it's those turns that are the toughest thing to say whether it's just a response or correction in a in a in a, in a, a current trend or whether we're starting a new one. So, you know, that's where moving averages come in, and we can do a whole show on that at some point. But um, I mean that cross right there is is a very positive for that fund. Apparently, um, you know when you when you cross back over. But again, look at the resistance we're hitting right now. Um, so this, this is a this is a watcher. The the the, uh, uh, the euro dollar is is a much uh, stronger. Uh, that's, that's yeah. When you put up the euro, it seemed like it was having a lot of trouble around one ten. Is it still having some trouble around? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you know, it, 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 it is. But I, I do think that in this next push, it will, uh, it will have. You know, it's still you still have the fifty below the. But but look at the narrowing of the. Uh, this yeah. is where it. You know, um, in some of the things that we do when I'm training and when, when I'm using two moving averages like this. Um, when the moving averages are, are close, like they are in the middle of this chart, uh, when you get breakouts, when the moving averages are close, those are, those are those that generally form the runs. Yeah. And, and you can see it right here. Now, more currently in the last uh, quarter of this chart, um, you know, we have the moving averages coming together and, and therefore some move is, is, li is likely upon us, but we just don't know where that is quite yet but but i do i do like the idea from a fundamental standpoint that um i mean look europe is under a lot of stress um yeah you know, and they're so supposed to have to cut rates so i mean there's um uh if you look at the dollar index i thought it was uh, way overdone at 115 and i thought it was all done when it went to 100 and uh, now it's at 103 and change you know if we could get this thing above the blue line here um you know it could go, or like you say, if it's going to stall here, RSI is right at 50. You know, if it is unable to get through 104 and uh, it rolls back down and takes out, uh, you know, starts going back down, then your euro could break out above 110. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you've got, you've got the, um, you've got the whole oil situation there. Um, you know, Russia is still holding back. 
you've got uh, you've got the wars, you've got um, you know their inflation, which they're not handling as well as we are. So they've they've got some issues. But you know, I, I think in this particular market, I would be looking at the measures that talk about the short positions. I think you've got to build some shorts here in order to see any kind of a movement happen. But the RSI is not giving us any help. It's totally neutral. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, mar the the chart and the RSI are really in sync. So I think I, I think it's going to, you know, I'm, go I'm going to be waiting until those moving averages come together, like in the middle of that chart. Yeah. And let it tell me where it wants to go. Yeah. Um, and that dollar index is heavily weighted to um, uh, to the euro. So as, it, as a euro goes, so does this thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you do a lot of cross trading? You know, I run into people obviously all the time. And one guy was, uh, what was he? Long the euro, short the Aussie dollar. No, I, I, but, you know, often, in, and I don't do this much unless I see the trends going in those directions. But the Japanese yen tends to move opposite of the of the S&P. Um, and, and the euro dollar tends to move with the S&P. And uh, not all the time, but but about eighty percent of the time, it seems. And therefore, when I'm looking for a hedge on, if if I believe I'm, you know, rather than peeling off long S and P positions, sometimes uh, I'll apply some some uh, uh, some long um, Euro uh, Japanese yen to offset it, you know, to give me some sort of a hedge, you know. And what I like about doing that is that you can hedge in little bits of bits and pieces because the Japanese yen contract is is a much smaller so that you can you can um you know when you get through when the market is going higher uh say in the s p and you you come across a resistance um you, if you can apply a few uh, um, positions in the japanese yen uh in the same direction which because they move opposite it becomes a hedge uh, and it breaks through you can easily peel off uh you know without abandoning the hedge totally so i really like i really like using the japanese yen uh, against, I don't hear people do it much. We used to do it a lot more, but yeah. uh, against the, against the dollar. But that's that's the way that I do it. Or against the uh, S and P. Uh, do you want to bounce around a couple of uh, stock uh, sectors uh, that are going to have earnings this week and see if there's anything that looks glaring? Like uh, we have some um, uh, consumer stuff coming out, like in Starbucks, SBUX, and it definitely uh, turned up. I was wondering if it looked like it might accelerate up. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, I've been, I, you know, I've been going with Dunkin' Donuts ever since I've seen this chart <laughs> for my coffee. I, I ordered a coffee machine that, that uh, somehow it keeps being out of stock. So I have to go out and get my, my, my big one broke that I had for 15 years. It grinded up its own coffee. Uh, my, my tip of the day is you get the uh, Starbucks sleeves uh, at their store. You get 12 of them for 12 bucks. So you're paying a dollar a cup of coffee. That's the tip of the day. Italian yeah. roast, French roast, whatever you like. Boom. I don't know. You got the plastic and the, you know, me with the. Well, no, I mean, I make it at home. Then I have to stand in line with the other yayos. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, I, I make it right here at the old Casa. And I'm getting a good Starbucks cup for a buck. It seems like a good deal to me. Anyway. Well, what, what do you? Th I mean, look, to me, this chart is is a you know something that I would be again. The moving averages are close. We can't seem to be deciding. I yeah. I, I don't see anything here. To, to well, if they get a good if they get a good report, they could pop it up to ninety eight or something like that. But if they don't get a good report, you know, and uh, you know that's uh, these these are some of the consumer discretionary that have had a big drop, like Home Depot HD. 
you know, they've mm-hmm. had a big drop. And so, you know, the bottom line is, is that uh, when good companies, uh, you know, that are out there have dropped, sometimes it's a decent time to uh, take a shot at them. You know, this is one as well that, uh, you know, you can see had a big run up, pullback, another pullback. So I guess I would call these things all look like they're unresolved. huh? Yeah, it's just this is a little bit more friendly chart, uh, yeah. of course. And and um, I like the fact that it's uh, it's taken out that that high way back when. I don't know how far back that goes, but, but the fact that it's maintaining, it's accumulating over, it's following the S and P, the the light blue line up there. The moving averages are in good stand. I mean, I, if I was long, I'd stay long, um, and um, you know, look for a, you, you know pullback of eight or ten percent could. could could be a problem but but then you'd be hitting that support area in the middle of the chart so i, I kind of like you know listen home depot uh you know when the money comes back and the and the loans are are, are freer you're going to see a lot more and 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 with homes being expensive as they are they don't expect uh, home inflation to to ease much you're going to continue to see home depot do well with reconstructions and remodeling and so yep. on so yep. i think there's a good story behind this stock on Friday, we got a couple of oil stocks, the big guys, uh, CVX and XOM. Let's see what oil, because uh, they, they, you know, they're trading at a discount to where they've been. And, uh, you know, uh, this could be something that might start popping. Who knows, right? What do you think of, uh, this is Chevron. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, it's certainly showing potential. It's trying to, uh, uh, you know, it's peaking its head above the 50 uh, off, off uh, you know, a, an accumulation and a double bottom. But it's got a, it's got some work to do here. I mean, yeah. you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of energy uh, for, for six or eight months where it uh, traded, but it certainly could get there. I mean, I think there's a move from here, you know, up about five or 10 percent. But that, that, you know, then you're going to have struggles. What about XOM? Probably the same story. Birds of a feather, you know. Yeah, really so. Really so. And I mean, it's it's pretty much the exact same. But chart. it is discounted. If you want to, if you want to look at something that's at least discounted, that uh, has been discounted down a little bit. Yeah, I think people who are looking very, you know, people who are you know, the the younger crowd, you know, that have some time, these could be spots to uh, to be accumulating things for the long term. Because you know, I'm, I'm a believer that we're not uh, we're not going fully electric yet. And you know, if uh, Exxon, I know that Saudi Arabia. Uh, and the, the um, Arab countries are are the largest investors in alternate energy. Uh, I'm sure Exxon is doing the same thing, and they they understand the value of energy, and and that's their business. So I, I think that that those that are afraid that oil is 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 passe, and therefore Exxon is passe, I'm going to be wrong about that. Yeah, um, we got a couple of uh, drug companies coming up Friday. One is ABV, A B B V, and. Uh... This is really one of the bright spots in this region, but uh, not a bad looking uh, graph. But uh, looks like the RSI is a little weird. But no, but I like I like the uh, you know I like the red bars there that are are producing some shorts for us near the highs. Uh, you know that continues sideways like that. Uh, you just put your you just put your buy stops in above that accumulation, and I think you're going to have a nice trade. Uh, I yeah, like to see it's like been going see, up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to see selling come in without breaking anything. Uh, that usually is a sign of potential strength coming. So like this chart. What is this? Uh, AbbVie. They have uh, drugs. Uh, one that's a dog with a lot of fleas uh, is uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb, BMW, BMY, BMY, Bristol-Myers. But they've been trying to come off the mat. I don't know. Not very much, though. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is... I mean, that thing's uh, been uh, liquidating. They're also fighting uh, with the government with regards to uh, competitive pricing. So, you know, competitive pricing sounds like your margins are going to go out the window, right? 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say about a chart like this is that when it turns, it'll probably have the same kind of look going higher. But for right now, I don't think we're done going lower. This is not a. This is this is a this is this is a company with. This is the cigar butt on the on the on the street that uh, Buffett used to say he used to pick up to try to get one more puff out of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do that. You could do that. <laughs> uh, what about Apple? Is there a real turn up here, AAPL? Because, you know, it had a hard time with one uh, with 200, and then it's having a hard time with 195. I can attest to that because I, I was involved. And now it's hanging in at 191. Um, is this the pullback and it holds? Or is this uh, going to fill that gap underneath the 180, 185? Well, I mean, for now... Uh I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have to be friendly toward it. I mean, it, it's it's done some work, and I mean, you're seeing a triple top. But but as long as the fifty holds there, um, you know, I, I I think I think we have a pretty good, listen. When you have all this bad news about a, a stock, and and it um, it really doesn't um, budge, doesn't breach at least the fifty. Um, yeah, you have something that's that's coming back. I mean, I'm a big believer in 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 watching you know short interest, and okay. uh, it's got to be high right now. Um, and uh, they come up with this new uh, headset on Friday when they announce their earnings, and it's going to be um, thirty five hundred. Uh, thirty five, yeah, thirty five hundred bucks, and you can uh, act like you're in Mars or whatever. I don't know. No, but they, they, it says it has a lot of features, but some people thought it should have more applications before it's really worth the thirty five hundred. Well, I tried that thing where you put it on your face, and and when I I bought one of those last Christmas, and it just made me dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one from somebody. They use it three times, and now it's on the shelf. Yeah, it's on. Really, for me, I'm I'm back to uh, bowling on online. All right, but, I'd like to talk a little bit, uh, if we could, Norma, about what you're doing for people, not only in the psychological point of view, so you can help them kind of get their head straight a little bit as far as trading, but also this uh, helping people um, uh, so they could get a funded account. Can you go into that a little bit more now? Yeah, the prop trading is is really a, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a new setup where, I mean, not only are, are prop trading firms that were built for prop trading firms doing business as as, as in that way but there are a lot of companies that that are just trading companies that are building uh, branches that are operations that are prop trading firms um, and doing this because there's a lot of money in it for them I mean why would anybody any person get in fact with apex they give they give me a hundred percent of the first 25,000 that I make and uh, and and 90 percent after that uh, what they want is uh, go to uh, your go to uh, theirmoneyyourprofit.com. That's the special site that that I have theirmoneyyourprofit.com. Um, and um, if you go to the if you have questions about this at all, um, if you go to the lower right hand corner of this particular um, page, you're going to see the um, a, a Q and yeah, it's right there on the lower right already. The um, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and you can and I'm not there right now and uh, nobody's on board right now, but you can if we're not, we could be shortly. Uh, just ask a question and it'll pop up and into our email and we'll respond to it if it's not live. But this is an area where I believe that this is the future. I, I wrote a paper recently that that, um, that that simulated trading, the death of simulated trading, uh, because I mean, why would anybody um, practice trading uh, only to risk their own money here you can practice trading at the same time you're qualifying 
to uh, to be funded. And if you you're, you're a successful um, uh, trader qualifying, which would be the same effort that you put in as a successful trader uh, simulated trading, the, the 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 result is that you got a funded account. And you can keep doing the same thing. So I just think in the end, now the the, the negative part. It's not really negative. It's negative only, to, you know, when you lose enough in trading, uh, you're always looking at, at the costs and the negative side. When you win enough in trading, you always put those aside. And, and I think there's a relative difference between the, the fees that they charge on a monthly basis while you're testing. Um, I mean, it's only uh, their list price is $167 a month to test for a, a $50,000 funded account. But they're running specials all the time. Um, like uh, 80% off, 90% off. So for $16 a month or for $35 a month, you could be testing for this. And it's just that 90% of the people just keep paying that 90%, that, that, that 16 or 30 bucks or $60 uh, because they, they just can't get it together from the mental side. They get excited about it and they get funded and then they blow that account out. So you got to be a good trader. None of this works whether it's prop trading or trading your own money, unless you you have control, unless you have a trading plan that fits you and have control. And that's what this page offers really is a trading plan that fits you. We have something called nuances uh, that, um, that instead of changing you to your trading plan, the nuances are, are small technical things that you can do to your trading plan that, that, that can fit you rather than asking you to change. I mean, it's hard to, to become a, a, um, a patient person when, when you're an inpatient person. That can be some of the toughest things to do. You wait for a trade for two hours and it doesn't happen. You start doing things you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, so, I hear that. You know, yeah. so, because uh, like I say, patience is something that uh, wears out. <laughs> so, you know, there's some simple things like dropping your, uh, and you and I talk about this often, you know, dropping uh, time frames uh, where you can get more signals and less of a risk and so on. So there's, mm -hmm. there's things that you can do anyway. This, this, this trading plan is really tailored toward getting people across. And that's what we're doing. In fact, when I offer this, part of the offer here is one-on-one -on -one with me for 90 days. So all the meetings that you need, it's a simple trading plan. I remember when I told you I, I ran a, a room of uh, at one time 60 individuals just in my office traders that I had to make sure they were doing the right thing for their people and and uh, and the one thing that was glaring right from the beginning was the sim the simple trading plans were the ones that worked the complicated ones were the ones that caused anxiety and hesitation and chasing markets so simple trading plans is the way to go with the right elements you know you and I have been talking about uh, you know very simple charts and the right elements that's all you need. Uh, you don't want to comp compound things when you don't have to. Anyway, this is where uh, this is where I would go. Uh, it, it, of course, it changed the URL here, but but the URL is their their money your profit dot com. And uh, if you just go into that, uh, you'll come to this page, and um, and you can ask me questions in that uh, red, green button, and I'll I'll do my best to help you out. No Great. cost. So perfect, perfect. As far as options, uh, professors concerned, I'm uh, focusing on the short-term options, the weekly options. The volume's huge, which means a lot of people are trading it. 
Are they risk? I only do it from the buy side. I'm not writing these things, hoping to make 10 cents and losing $10. But uh, the bottom line is they are very risky because they have short term, but their risk is limited on the long side and they do give you leverage. So the key is, is how's your timing? And I've got timing indicators I use that I'm very, very happy with. And again, just to give you an idea, I've traded thousands and thousands of these options in my career. I've been at the Options Institute at the Chicago Board of Options Exchange for advanced training. So I'm not exactly the guy who fell off a turnip truck. Is there a possibility I can help you learn more about these options and learn more about how uh, different trades are worked? Absolutely. In my view, if you want to get more information, just go to optionprofessor.com, put your information in, we'll talk, I'll discuss it. I don't have monthly rates or all that stuff right now. It's just a very low cost, one uh, one-time rate. So and I know it's a good deal in my view. So Check it out, optionprofessor.com, and see if I can help you with my knowledge and share it with you. Well, you, don't, right. need, you don't need a uh, you don't need a, a, a boost from me, but I, as you as I keep mentioning that I was in the option business, ran a very one of the largest in the country, and, and if if you're interested, I don't do options anymore and train for options. But if you need option help, and options really this kind of market right now, and what's about to happen, options gives you that that potential. Uh, the, the leverage can be tremendous and and Jim knows what he's doing so if you need yeah, the key the key the key is your timing and the key is money management like anything else and obviously you know uh, uh, they are short term so they are risky by definition but you're only supposed to be using your risk capital so that shouldn't be a problem uh, again uh, Norm great to talk to you a great conversation I'm gonna send it back to David and good luck to everybody out there thanks everybody all right thanks guys yeah a uh, ton of good info today so uh um, just a quick reminder for everyone, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on YouTube and your favorite podcast app, or you can also just go to timingresearch.com and this post here at the top of the page will become today's archive as soon as I can get everything updated. Um, also, uh, you can also find um, the Timing Research updates on Substack now. So uh, if you uh, subscribe to Substack, just search for Timing Research. Um, also, just want to thank my guests again for today. Uh, Norman Hallett of TheDisciplineTrader.com and also, sorry, what was the other one? Uh, their Money, Your Profits, or TheirMoneyYourProfit.com and uh, uh, also the Option Professor of OptionProfessor.com. Uh, thanks, everyone.